Gotham Sound is your one-stop audio solution for microphones, mixers, recorders, podcasting, and wireless. Whether you're looking to rent or buy sound equipment, are working at a church, feature film, a television show, podcast, theater, or a student project, Gotham Sound is here to serve you. With a huge selection of new and used gear, it's your first stop before you buy. Gotham Sound has the pro audio you need to make your project sound true professional. Gotham has been around for 18 years perfecting pro audio. Visit us at GothamSound.com. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions. The ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. Get ready for filmmaking for dummies. It's uh, one of the popular books on filmmaking. Brian Michael Stoller is our special guest. He's the author of the book. He's a celebrated director in Hollywood and even a child prodigy. We're going to learn about him and filmmaking and everything you want to know, acting too. Welcome to the program. It's my pleasure, Michael. And actually, one of the reasons I came on is because you also have three names. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems, for more information, please visit north-america.beardynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit vocalboothtogo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. Interesting story, though. You know, you started as a, as a child prodigy, and that you, like a lot of kids, you know, get a camera in your hand, and the whole world opens up as far as the creativity and and before you know it, you know, people are noticing and mentioning your name uh, before we get into filmmaking and all. Uh, what was that like? Well, you know what you mean when I started as well, as, as far as being a child prodigy, I, that's what I kept telling my parents, but they didn't believe me. <laughs> no, I, you know, I mean, thank you for the compliment. Um, you know, I think I was a lot smarter back when I was 10 than I am now. So um, but no, my, my dad had a super eight camera, uh, that he used to take, you know, our home movies with. 
And one day I just decided to borrow it out of his drawer and just started making little, uh, you know, claymation movies. And that was the beginning. Yeah. I like some of the videos, uh, the interviews with your parents, you know, when you go back in time and, you know, your mom noticed you were very steadfast about this, you know, addicted almost. And your dad was trying to get you to, you know, get out of this type of thing, because like a lot of parents, they somehow look at filmmaking. And I'm sure there are many filmmakers and students of filmmaking that people just try to dissuade them and say, hey, get a real job. But this is a real job. And this has been a real job for you uh, for a very long period of time, certainly uh, what, since the 70s and 80s. And, you know, to write a book like this, again, filmmaking for dummies, uh, it covers everything from like developing a story, set a schedule and budget, find financing, just everything you want to know. So in you putting this together, you know what you're doing, in other words. Most of it comes from uh, experience, you know, trial and error. I, a lot of people write books and they do a lot of research. I mean, obviously, I did I did some good research for the book, but I also spoke from a lot of experience. You know, we're talking 30, 40 years of experience. So that's why I'm really proud of it, because, you know, I, I really went through the battlefield. Um you know, and, I, and it's in it's in the book. Well, the thing is, when, you know, if someone is new to filmmaking and they see this book again, the title, you know, filmmaking for dummies, I don't know what there's a certain comfort involved, uh, not self-deprecating. But when people say dummies, they feel like, oh, all right, you know, I could learn that. Uh, maybe there's uh, there's something in it for me. And and these books, too, you know, the dummies uh, uh, books really go over everything in detail, but easily, you know, digestible, because whether you're a pro or just starting out, I think it's really important that um, someone take you by the hand and you're you're the guy who's doing that. The reason why they call it dummies and they actually like to call it for dummies, I guess, just to sort of, you know, downplay the, the, the word dummies completely. But what they really do is, and you're right, they can take anything from easy to complicated subjects, but then they, they find writers, um, you know, like myself who, uh, and I, and I think I do, I, I rarely, you know, compliment myself, but I, I think I do have a knack for taking complicated things and, and simplifying them. But then on the other hand, I can take simple things and complicate them. That's my (laughs) thing. Um, So, and then they also, I've read a lot of the dummy books and I've always enjoyed them. And a lot of them, you know, do have sort of a little, you know, twinge of humor in them. And I write, because I write a lot of comedy and, and I don't take, you know, things too seriously, unless it's a serious subject and has to be taken, then it was sort of the perfect vehicle for me to write it because, you know, I've written a lot of comedy, you know, films, and I love writing a comedy to explain things. And if you can explain things in a humorous way, and people can learn at the same time, then it's the best of both worlds. Well, thank God for the internet, because when you put your name in, once again, Brian Michael Stoller, up comes Michael Jackson and Steven Spielberg. Not bad company. Yeah, not not bad company. As a matter of fact, uh, they're coming over for tea any minute now. Um, (laughs) No, it's... uh, and, and if, if anybody does want to look up some of my stuff or see some of my short films, we should let them know that I spell Brian with a Y. But yeah, no, Michael, uh, I was I was really good friends with Michael Jackson for about 20 years. Wow. And uh, he was a real magical person. Um, to make a long story short, I did a spoof on his Pepsi commercial, the one that goes way back when I saw that here caught on fire. Yeah. I did it for a show called TV Bloopers and Practical Jokes with uh, Dick Clark and Ed McMahon. 
and Johnny Carson was producing the show. And Michael saw it. Michael Jackson saw the spoof that I did. And apparently he called the network and they gave him my number and he called me at home. And of course, I thought it was a joke because it was like, you know, the, the little voice going, hi, is this Brian? <laughs> and, you know, I'd say yes. And how are you? And it, like they didn't, he didn't even introduce himself. And I said, who is this? And he goes, oh, it's Michael Jackson. And I was about to hang up on him thinking it was a friend that, had, you know, was playing wow. a trick on me. Uh, but anyway, he said he was a big fan of my work and wanted to know if he could get a copy and asked if I could drop it off at the house. And at the time, he lived at, ha uh, at Havenhurst in Encino, which ironically was only like two miles from where I was living in Sherman Oaks. So I felt I had nothing to lose. So I took it over there and, you know, rang the, the bell at the gate and they asked my name and thought they were going to tell me to go away. And all of a sudden the gate opens and there's Michael Jackson standing there. That's not a, a, a usual experience. That's <laughs> no, pretty, no. pretty amazing. And uh, I mean, what a talent. And you never forget. Uh, but 20 years, you know, to have a relationship. And you mentioned in some of the, you know, videos when you go on YouTube and uh, insert your name, Brian Michael Stoller, that you say they're just people, but they're just well known at what they do. But you somehow you yeah. see, do you think that's important in this business? I mean, being a filmmaker, that you not be overwhelmed with the, you know, the caliber or, or the celebrity, they're just, just see them as people. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a difference between, you know, respecting somebody and, and worshiping somebody. I mean, you can be a fan and still be a friend, but it's, it's when people themselves think that they are, you know, that they should be idolized and that they're, you know, better than everybody else. And I, I just remind people, I just say, you know, we all come into this world the same way. We all go out the same way. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm more impressed with, you know, people that are, you know, famous and, 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 you know, you know, big wigs, I guess you would say that are humble. And, mm -hmm. and Michael was like one of the most humble and he, he was very um, empathetic towards people. And he really sincerely did care about people. And it was one reason why he was always very shy. And as a director, you know, which you are a filmmaker, a, a writer, all those different things, you must have to be like a, a psychologist, right? To be able to <laughs> get into the mind of the person and the emotions and, uh, and what you want to get out of that person. Is that difficult? That, you know what? You hit it right on the head. No one's ever actually realized or asked me that, but you do. I wanted to get into psychology. Um, you know, and I, I, I study a lot of psychology. Um, and if I wasn't a filmmaker, I probably would have been, you know, uh, a psychiatrist or, you know, a psychologist. I get them mixed up. Which is the, do you know, which is the one that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I personally know both, but I mean, <laughs> uh, no, the psychiatrist is, you know, where they uh, prescribe a medication That's and right. there's no more talk therapy with that. But, uh, and the psychologist is. Is That's just the therapy. They're not not allowed to yeah. say, you know supply medication. I'd like to be both so I could prescribe <laughs> yeah. to myself. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it really it really is the study of the mind, and that's why I really enjoy working with actors and sort of you know trying to get it inside their head or trying to get them to understand what's inside my head. And when you write a script, it's you know there's a lot of psychology involved there, and there's a lot of you know you got to know a lot about philosophy and you know, I even tell people who, you know, who are, who want to be writers and they've got issues. I tell them, you know, write, a, write about a problem you have or something that bothers you. And there's a good chance that you might resolve it or understand it much better if you write a script about it. 
in the end, I mean, isn't this all about storytelling and people think that it's about the glitz or maybe they get confused, whether you're an actor or maybe a director. But in the end, it's just about conveying, you know, the human emotion. Perhaps I'm saying this right, that it's about storytelling. Yeah, it's it's all about storytelling. It's all about emotion. Um, it's all about moving people and inspiring people. And I mean, my whole, re- if somebody said to me, why do I make movies? I would say, one, I'm passionate about it, but I make movies mainly to inspire people. Mm. I want people to watch my movies and then come out feeling inspired or encouraged or happy or positive. That's why there's a lot of movies out there I don't want to watch because they're too, too much about real life. You know, I want to create an escape or at least, you know, something that's going to really make people feel good. Well, I want our audience to know that we're talking one of the masters here, filmmaking for dummies. Brian Michael Stoller, he's our special guest. We're going to come back with him in just a bit. We're going to learn a little bit more, of course, what it goes into filmmaking. Uh, What equipment do you use? Or what are some of the things that you would recommend? Of course, you know, uh, there's a lot to to discuss. We'll be right back with Brian Michael Stoller right after this. Ocaso builds high-quality, extremely affordable action cameras that enable our customers to capture dynamic moments in life and share their world of difference. In less than nine years, Ocaso has become one of the leading action camera brands worldwide with sales of over a half million units annually. There's a world out there to explore and enjoy while capturing every thrilling experience. Acaso's mission is to inspire and empower more people to join, enjoy, capture, and share the fun of exciting outdoor sports. Visit acasotech.com. Okay, we're back with Brian Michael Stoller and the book Filmmaking for Dummies. Understand the steps that go into making a film, acquire financing, hire a crew and cast your movie. There's a lot that goes into it. So, Brian, what people see nowadays, uh, you know, action cameras, tiny little cameras, uh, the smartphone. Are you amazed when you think about when you had your Super 8 camera starting out and what people have now, even the kind of quality that you can get from your smartphone? How do you compare the two? Well, it's funny you actually mentioned smartphone because I also wrote a book called Smartphone Movie Maker. And, wow. uh, and that, that's actually been out a few years, but it, it's also on Amazon. Uh, and I was really excited about that because you can make a feature film with a smartphone. If you've got anything past the, you know, the latest, I would say within the last two, three, four years, your phone is pretty much good enough to make um, a feature film. As a matter of fact, uh, Steven Sodenberg, who uh, was one of the producers on the latest Oscars uh, that I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> it wasn't my cup of tea this year. That's that's all I'll say. Um, but uh, he's an excellent producer director. I mean, he did Ocean's Eleven and he did uh, Contagion and all that stuff. Um, but a few years ago, he actually shot an entire film on an iPhone 7. And there's been a couple of films that have actually screened, I think even one at the Sundance Film Festival that were shown entirely on on an uh, iPhone or uh, on a smartphone. So well, I pretty much say, you know, if you have a smartphone, you've got an entire studio in your pocket. And people don't realize that. That's what I was going to say. When you go back to, you know, you needed top-notch stuff back in the day, or even, um, I don't know how much the Super 8 cameras were, but uh, yeah. I think, do people overthink this? Like, to, to know that from you. Who's yeah. worked with Michael Jackson and, and Steven Spielberg and, you know, people check out your resume, if they will, they go online. But 
to know that they have this in their hand, do they overthink and think they need much more that they're not ready, but they have everything right there? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because the latest smartphones are much more sophisticated than um, a lot of the, uh, you know, big video digital cameras were a few years ago. And a lot of the smart smartphones now are 4K as compared to, you know, 2K, which is, you know, uh, high definition, which the newer phones are twice the high definition quality. The only big difference really is, is the lens. Um, but then again, you know, the lenses are pretty amazing as well. And another great thing with a smartphone is they're autofocus. And so you don't have to worry about having somebody, you know, a separate crew member to do the focus. You don't have to have a separate crew member to do, you know, certain things. You don't need like a 20-man crew. You can pretty much get away with just a one-man crew as far as behind the camera if you had to. Yeah, it's it's amazing what people could do, especially, do you find it interesting, like right now with the pandemic going on, that you talked about the Oscars, when things shift from mm -hmm. the type of equipment that is used to mm -hmm. like the Zoom or the yeah. digital, that some actors shine under those conditions. You know, like if you look at Jimmy Fallon or some of the other ones, some shine and even some people who vlog on, on YouTube, they've figured out a way to use what you just said, you know, the phone or different forms of cameras and some fall short. And that's kind of what's happening. Like when you watch the Oscars or or the Emmys, trying to incorporate that medium, people yeah. aren't really prepared or don't have as much experience at it. Even the big guys. Yeah. If anybody has ever seen, uh, Apple has a, a recent commercial that is just uh, amazing to watch. It's just so much eye candy and, and visuals and colors. And at the end of the commercial, it says this commercial was shot on an iPhone. So it looks as good, if not better than, you know, any million dollar commercial shot by, you know, a big advertising agency. So that that's the thing about my book, too, is, you know, the filmmaking for, for dummies, it's not just for, you know, people that want to make a feature film or, you know, go to Hollywood and become famous. It's for anybody who does, you know, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, YouTube any of those videos, just uh, even even home movies. A lot of them use my book, you know, just to get some tips on, you know, basics on lighting and basics on camera movements and um, little tricks, you know, here and there where you can, you can use a skateboard as a dolly or a wheelchair as a dolly, or, you know, you can use a, a selfie stick as a crane, things like that. So it's just, it really, you know, just goes back to knowledge is power. Well, let's talk about your dad. Going back in time where, you know, did he finally, you know, get the, the fact that you're talented and understand that his son uh, knows what he's doing, you know, and got this book here, uh, especially, you know, filmmaking for dummies, which helps uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people uh, yeah. learn how to, to make films. Did he come around and understand that uh, that this is a real career and that you've probably helped inspire other people's careers as well? Yeah, he you know, my dad was very old fashioned, you know, and and he. He was a real hard worker. I mean, he, uh, you know, he had a store, he, he built several stores and, and then he got into real estate and, um, you know, he, he came from, you know, very old fashioned, you know, family from Europe. So, you know, it was kind of like if I wasn't going to be the typical lawyer, doctor, you know, it, it was like, 
he, he didn't understand. And, and of course, filmmaking, I came from a small town in Canada and it was like, nobody was a filmmaker then. And, you know, uh, he just didn't understand. And then when I got accepted at the American Film Institute, you know, which is a fairly prestigious school in Los Angeles, it, it, he started to sort of accept that maybe, you know, maybe there's something there. And then when I did my first feature film and, and he and my mom came to, to Hollywood to come to the premiere and a producer friend of mine, you know, had them picked up in a limousine. It was at the Academy uh, Arts and Sciences building. Then he, I think he started to sort of accept it. And then, you know, and then my movie started making money and, and, and then that really helped because then he saw I was able to make a living at it. Yeah. When you look back at, at your life, and what do you think it is that you got as a young filmmaker? Because to break through is really hard. And, and there are a lot of people who have a camera who are listening right now and probably, you know, if they don't go get the book, Filmmaking for Dummies. What do you think that you got that other people didn't understand when, when making a film? Was there something that you comprehended early on? Well, see, and that's, and that's in the book as well. And that's, you know, whenever I do seminars or if I talk to people or I'm trying to encourage people, I talk about, you know, how, how I sort of got where I, where I've, you know, where I've been and, and the whole thing about attitude. And it's, it is all about your attitude. It's all about believing in yourself. It's all about not giving up for 30 years. I've, I've had a, I've probably had it for 30 years. I've got a statue um, or a bust of Superman in my office. Every time I get, you know, I feel defeated or depressed or deflated. You know, I look at Superman and I remember you've got to be a man of steel to be in this business. Mm. Um, you know, you, I'm sure a lot of people have heard the term rhino, rhino skin also. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember that everybody else struggled. And, you know, whenever you see, even when you see the award shows, everybody says, Hey, if I can do it, you can do it. And, you know, I started out working at a movie theater selling popcorn or, I delivered newspapers and and if you read if people read a lot of you know autobiographies they'll find that a lot of famous people started out uh you know very humbly so it really it's all been in my attitude and it's it's not been like hey I'm talented and I deserve this like most people many won't admit it it's like you know I question myself you know do I have the talent you know can I do this but everybody else is faking it. So I figure if I fake it, um, they say fake it till you make it. That's right. You know, and all I do is I just, I do my research. I do my homework. I'm really passionate about, you know, what I do, passionate and compassionate. And I believe in myself to the point where I know I'm doing the best that I can. And I think it's, you know, it's good enough. You know, people are going to, I think, appreciate my stuff. But you've got to be humble at the same time because you know, I can also be my worst enemy as well. And a lot of us can be. And I just say, trust yourself. And if anybody tries to cut you down and tell you you can't do it, I say, don't listen to them. Because all the successful people that I know, all they do is encourage. A mm. successful person does not cut somebody else down. They encourage and they inspire. I guess the conclusion of, of not the whole interview, but the conclusion of the story is don't try to do it for approval. Right. Uh, believe in yourself, tell a story because you believe in what you're doing. You have right. something to say. And, uh, do, you know, people shouldn't think about the glitz and glamour. They should do it because they want to do it. And yeah. if they make it, you know, that's great. Are you surprised? I'm sure. 
that people are, are trying to make a movie for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, two, two things. One is, first of all, if you're going to make a movie, make a movie that you want to make, that you're going to be passionate about, that you would like to see. Um, don't make a movie that you think everybody else wants to see. And it was funny because during the Academy, uh, during the Oscars this year, uh, one of the actresses said she dreamed of being a movie star. And I laughed at that because being a movie star is all about you. It, it should be you want to be an actress so you can entertain people, entertain them and, and affect them through your performances. But if you want to be a movie star, that's just you just want to be famous. You know what I'm saying? It's a selfish yeah, it's, what's that Peter O'Toole line, that famous line? Oh, which, oh, I probably know it, but it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, he says, I'm, I'm not an actor, I'm a movie star. Right, right, that's <laughs> Exactly. My, my so that's favorite why. year, I think that was it, my favorite year, I'm not sure. Yes. Well, we're <laughs> going to come back, we're going to learn more. Brian Michael Stoller, our special guest of the book Filmmaking for Dummies. Uh, anybody who wants to, you know, we're going to find out more about the nuts and bolts in this book, what makes it different, why people should get it, and right after this. Start your fragrance line and make money with bostonperfumery.com. Design custom cologne or perfume using natural ingredients. Imagine 10% butterscotch, 20% sandalwood, and 70% vanilla dark. Choose any scents and any percentage from the Boston Perfumery Sun Chart, then name your custom fragrance. Visit bostonperfumery.com. Again, bostonperfumery.com. Everyone deserves a signature scent. Okay, we're back with Brian Michael Stoller and his book, Filmmaking for Dummies. So let's get to the nuts and bolts here, the best part for last. Um, we're not going to be able to cover the whole book, of course, and it's a sizable book, and that breaks down everything that seems complicated about filmmaking so people can understand. So the nuts and the bolts. How is this book different, maybe, than you know other filmmaking books? And if you just had limited time to tell people about the world of filmmaking, what would you tell them? Yeah, you're right. We're not going to have time. But let me start on page one. No. Um, actually, and, and be, before I start, we, we should also let people know that, you know, I wrote Filmmaking for Dummies, but I wrote it because I am a filmmaker. And I'm, you know, I'm not one of those people that wrote a book and did research on how to make movies. Um, you know, I've, I've done over 72 productions, uh, which include about 12, 13 feature films. So when I talk about making movies, I'm talking about how I've made movies, you know, what I've learned, what to do, what not to do, uh, even Murph, you know, Murphy's Law, especially two titles that your, your, um, your listeners, I think, would enjoy. Um, my, one of my most recent films was called Santa Stole Our Dog, and Universal Pictures actually ended up picking that up for uh, two Christmases ago. And I believe it, it is on Amazon right now. I think it's on Amazon. Um, and Ed Asner plays Santa Claus, the iconic actor. Uh, and he actually played Santa Claus in the movie um, Elf with Will Ferrell. Yeah, I love that movie. So, so that's one of them. And then another one that I did that's gotten a lot of accolades that I'm really proud of is called First Dog. And that one, Dolly Parton wrote uh, three original songs for me. And I'm really proud of that film because it's it's they're both very feel good, you know, kind of faith. They're faith based without being, you know, religious kind of thing. They're just it's it's all about believing and 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 all that stuff. So those are those are two films I'm really proud of. But 
yeah, just wanted to make it clear that, you know, in my book, I'm writing about how I've made movies because I've put together movies for the last 40 odd years or so. The basis is just get a camera, whether whether it's your smartphone, because uh, they're sophisticated enough within the last few years. Um, and if the big guys can be using them uh, that have done feature films, then surely I think anybody can can do that. And lighting has become much more uh, easier now. With LEDs now, it's very inexpensive. You can go on Amazon or the internet or anywhere, and you can buy a lighting kit for $50, $60 with the, with the bulbs. And those are fine um, for most you know, in, interior shooting. When you think about it, I mean, and there are a lot of film students, of course, and people have dreams and aspirations. They kind of wonder, like, you know, you being that child with a Super 8 camera, how do they get from there yeah. to there? <laughs> and that, that is the thing that maybe people think too hard about it. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they're overwhelmed about it. Is it possible? How do they get from, you know, here in Iowa somewhere to Hollywood? It's much easier now than it was when I was a kid because, you know, film and cameras and equipment and everything was much was much more expensive. And then trying to reach somebody. When I was a kid, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have LED light bulbs. We didn't have the internet, uh, which is a great way to contact people, um, to research, to, to learn. It's, it's just, I mean, you couldn't even do a stop motion animation, you know, on digital cameras because they didn't exist. Now you can make a full length animated film on your smartphone. And you don't have to take it in to get it developed. <laughs> you see it right away. So it's easier now to make a film than it's ever been because you don't have to have the money to make a film. All you need is your friends, you know, your smartphone and any lamps that you have around the house, pretty much. And then just your imagination. Yeah, that should be comforting for people to know that because we're technology. Do you, do you wish you were back into started in today like this? with all the technology you're talking about, or was movie making more fun back then? You know, for me, I'm glad I, I grew up uh, before the age of the internet and all this technology um, because it got me outside. And, you know, maybe it's just because I'm old fashioned, but I just kind of look back at my childhood and it's it was kind of fun to not have all this technological stuff, you know, just bombarding like this. You know, a lot of kids right now, they don't even look up from their cell phones. So true. when I'm walking the dog, nobody says hi to me because they're all, you know, looking at their cell phones. They can get your book, Filmmaking for Dummies, Brian Michael Stoller. Also go to his website, brianmichaelstoller.com. And can I just ask uh, if people, you know, they're enjoying the interview, of course, can yeah. they take courses from you or do you teach courses or anything like that? It seems like you enjoy that. I don't normally do it on a regular basis. Every couple of years, I might do a seminar or something. I mean, if somebody really wanted, especially now because of COVID and, it, you know, there's not a lot of projects going on and I'm just writing right now. I mean, if somebody wanted some consultation, they can, they can email me on my, you know, from my website and ask me and, and I'm, I'm open to, you know, answering a couple of questions here and there, you know, just for fun. You know, as long as someone doesn't doesn't bombard me with, you know, too many questions and things. But I'm I'm totally open open to that. All the information again, people could find in filmmaking for dummies. Uh what would you say though is the big don't? If there could be one don't when it comes to try attempting to make a film, what would you say? Don't. 
There's a lot of don'ts. Um, All right, one or two. <laughs> well, um, don't not read my book. No. Um, <laughs> I would say, well, one of the biggest mistakes that I did, but I don't think this, is, this would affect as many people as it did me. And that would be if you've got an investor and you're going to go make a movie, don't make start making the movie until the money is in the bank and it's in your bank account or in, it's in what's called an escrow account. Because that happened to me once where we started making the movie and a week later, the, the investor um, didn't put all the money in the bank and we were in big trouble. That was one big uh, don't. The other uh, uh, thing to do too is if you're filming with people, it's always a good idea to get a written release from people um, when they're on camera. That's really important. Not necessarily if it's not a commercial film, but then again, if it's going to go on the internet and stuff or you're filming with your friends, it, it doesn't hurt to just have a basic release saying, you, John, are giving me permission for your likeness in my movie. One thing I will say about my book is that, I mean, even every time before I make a movie, I actually reread my book because there's a lot of good things in there, you know, and it's almost like I made myself a manual for me to check also. If my book was avail available back you know, 40 years ago when I started, this book would have really helped me a lot and saved me a lot of problems. And I'm serious about that. And that's why I'm excited about the book. Because if somebody, you know, if people read it, it's going to really help them. And I know it is. Yeah. And Brian Michael Stoller, just so you know, he's an award-winning filmmaker. He's produced, written, and directed more than 100 productions from music videos and commercials to TV shows and feature films. And so once again, we talked about Steven Spielberg and, and you and a picture and Michael Jackson being friends uh, for over 20 years. What, what would you say the biggest thing you learned from him as a friend? From Michael Jackson? Yeah. Don't take life too seriously. Um, have a sense of humor and that life is precious. Mm. I got one last question for you. And I want to ask you how you feel about Netflix, if, if you want to answer that question. But I know that uh, today that's where filmmaking, a lot of people are directed toward there. Uh, they see a lot of documentaries and uh, think that maybe I'll maybe that is the catalyst that gets people thinking that they can make a film. Do you have any comments on Netflix and where filmmaking is headed in the future? Yeah, well, you know, not just, you know, you've got Netflix, you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Disney streaming, you've got now Paramount streaming, you've got, uh, I mean, there's so many, everybody is going the streaming route. And so it is creating a lot of opportunities where they all need and they're all going to need uh, material. So that's a good thing for filmmakers. Um, if you write a good script, that's, I always tell people the best way to get in is to either make a, you know, write a really good script, because if it's really good, somebody's going to want to make it, or two, make a really good film and, and show it off. And that's the great thing about technology today is you can put it up on the internet, and if you're lucky, people will see it and it could go viral. That couldn't happen back when I was a kid because there was mm. no internet. There was no way to showcase my stuff. Um, but there's so many ways to showcase things, you know, uh, nowadays. So I'm kind of waiting for an implosion because there's so much stuff, you know, there's so many channels, there's so many movies, there's so many programs, but at the same time, it's opening up a lot of opportunities for people. Yeah. I get dizzy just, you know, going through a Netflix and seeing all the different content and yeah. knowing, you know, what looks good. And they have, I don't know, just interesting thumbnails. Should I click on that? Or yeah. I don't know what the, it's, it's all it, out there though. 
It's like yeah. going to a restaurant and there's too many things on the menu. Yeah. Yes, it seems that way. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Michael Stoller has been a special guest. And uh, just get ready for this book, though, uh, Filmmaking for Dummies, because, you know, you will be after you read the book, whether you're embarking on a serious filmmaking career in television or feature films or just want to make a professional looking YouTube video or entertaining home movies, you'll learn from Brian Michael Stoller over 40 years of professional experience. So you'll get all the tips and secrets. And uh, we really appreciate uh, you being on the program. And I guess I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, did you ever learn how to do the, the moonwalk from Michael? It's funny you should ask that. He tried to teach it to me one night and I still couldn't get it right. <laughs> uh, you're a gem. You've, you've incorporated a lot of secrets and a lot of good uh, techniques in your book. Go get the book, Filmmaking for Dummies. Brian Michael Stoller, thank you for being on the program. My pleasure, Michael. Thank you. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand, from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bearedynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.